get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Here we go. Week 19 in the CFL. This is game day Winnipeg on Bonfire Sports. Really yeah. pleased to say this, Chris Walby. We're brought to you by Shannon's Irish Pub, the iconic spot underground, under the streets of downtown Winnipeg. Go check them out. Hey. Game day specials, including tonight ahead of the Jets Rangers game with Captain Jacob Truba in town. But you and I are here to talk about the Bombers and the Lions, 14-2 and the Blue Bombers sit at. First place locked up, Chris. Uh, Opportunity to rest some guys. It is a laundry list headlined by Zach Kolaris. Oh, it's huge. I mean, obviously, Zach is the front runner for the most outstanding player. Um, He just keeps getting better, and he makes things. uh, You know, he's done such a great job of making plays on the run extending plays with his legs. He's not even known as a mobile kind of guy, but you got to give him that tag now because Here's now. some of the stuff that he does when he rolls out, he likes to roll out to the right. See him a couple of times go back to the left, but more majority of the time it's rolling out to the right. Well, he's right-handed too, which makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, he's not playing. He's already set a career high for 35 touchdowns. He's got the number one in the CFL for 91 pass attempts of 20 plus yards resulting in 22 touchdowns. Uh, he's got 19, t- uh, excuse me, let me correct that, 49 touchdown drives, which again is number one in the CFL. So, yeah, Zach is, is the main man. He's the uh, the stick that stirs the porridge here. And uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I think, yeah, I know, I'm porridge, I'm kind of, I used to eat porridge all the time, but that's another story. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to Drew Brown. Yeah, it does because, listen, in a short amount of time he's played, I mean, he's only thrown five, seven passes. But he's got two touchdown interceptions. I thought this was interesting. He's had three offensive drives, and they've ended up uh, resulting in two touchdowns. So he, yeah. he is a guy they're very, very high on. And if you listen to, uh, I'm sure you did because you're all the time there, uh, Zach was talking about him saying, you know, he is just a guru. Uh, you know, watching film, they have a great time. They t- and I liked what I heard about them, you know, specifically about that play about Prukop on, you know, threw the ball to uh, Brady. Drew it up on day three of practice, right? Yeah, and they said that the nicest, nicest thing about that was they allowed that uh, Buck Pierce went, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. They all say the same thing about Buck. He's open-minded and he's open to suggestions. And, and I tell you, that's what makes a successful team. You know, it's interesting. The, 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 the takeaway I had from that, Chris, is that, like there's all the talk about Mike O'Shea letting his room govern yep. themselves with the leadership and that sort of thing. He's a player's coach because he treats them like men, doesn't yep. treat them like football players, um, you know, uh, respects them as individuals. This is their job and they're humans outside of, of the football facility and the rest. My takeaway was that Buck Pierce is still like one of the guys, right? Like he's still a quarterback. And Drew Brown talked about his passion. 
Um, you know, he, Drew Brown was asked how close the room is, and he's like, well, maybe. I don't know if we're as close as some other rooms I've been in, but I've never been in a room as passionate as this one is because they're all kind of football nerds. They want to look at plays. Yep. They want to look at film. They want to try new creative things, and they have an OC, a boss of that offense, who is willing to be innovative and willing to try new things. I, I think it, it makes for a much more enjoyable work environment for these guys. Absolutely. If you Absolutely. love your job, you come to work, you work harder, you get more done. And then on top of it, they're talented. And, uh, you know, you're, you're the other thing the uh, Drew Brown said, Chris, did, did you hear this? When what? he said, how much have you learned from Zach Kolaris? And he's oh, like, sure. well, everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, before you even finish the question. Yeah. Listen, I got to meet Buck Pierce. Um, we were doing a speaking engagement in one of the mining communities up north in Manitoba. And uh, he was there with Peter Della Riva and some other CFL greats who we were giving speeches. And I went out and had a couple cold ones with Buck after, and I was really impressed with him. And he was still playing at the time, or just thinking about getting into coaching. What a smart man. I mean, he's done a great job. I mean, obviously, uh, he's got the command of the offense. They respect him. They love the fact that he's open, as I said, early to anybody's ideas. Uh, when you talk about O'Shea, yeah, O'Shea is an umbrella. He protects his players. He'll never give you answers in the media. But I'll say this about O'Shea. I know O'Shea. Uh, Mike is going to – he'll bring the hammer down if you if you go outside the culture they're creating here. I mean, and that's what you like. But what I do like, and you on the head, DB, one of the best things you said all year is he allows the coaches to coach. I've been in some places where – you know, I won't mention the coaches because that's not fair. But you're under the microscope. You're under the thumb all the time. And he'll, you know, they would come in the room. What are you doing? What's going on? Have you got it done yet? What's going on? Like, I need to see everything. And he, and, and O'Shea is the guy who says, we sit down in meetings. I'm letting you guys do your job. Richie Hall does his defense, you know. Jordan Younger. All these guys, they do a great job of working together. And that's the hardest thing. I don't think people understand. Uh, you know, the difficulty of putting a staff together to get along where there's no animosity or, hey, you're getting more press than I'm getting. There's no egos. That's the thing that right. I, that makes me, I think, that this team is well on their way. Although we'll talk a little bit about BC today. I, I think BC is a lot better uh, than they may have shown in the last couple of weeks. I think uh, Vernon Adams Jr., uh, he's going to get stronger. They're playing at home. They're going to have a huge crowd, I heard. Uh, yeah, they, it, it just makes her interesting. And, of course, we all talk about this, too, that they think there's an opportunity. Now, we don't know if it's going to be true or not, that Nathan Rourke might be ready for the playoffs. Now, We're going to talk about Nathan Rourke. We're going to talk about Drew Brown and Dakota Prukop and what we expect to see from all the quarterbacks on the field today as yeah. well as over the next month ahead of the West Final oh, at IG Field. It will be the Blue Bombers at home against either this BC Lions team or maybe even a different BC Lions team if Nathan Rourke's at the helm, yeah, or maybe. the Calgary Stampeders. It will Ooh. be Stamps and Lions in the first round. Where that game uh, will be, the West semifinal, still to be determined. Calgary 10-5, and five, BC 10-5, and five, and uh, Calgary getting two games against Saskatchewan. BC getting two teams against an already clinched Blue Bombers team. Uh, still so much to be determined uh, in the CFL West, let alone the East. Chris, I know we definitely want to touch on that as well when we discuss the entire playoff picture. We'll talk about rest versus rust and that double-edged sword that is, um, you know, the gift and the curse given to teams that lock down first place 
early. Um, and then also the strategy. I wanted to get your take on my take, Chris, about the strategy the Blue Bombers may employ through these two final games of the regular season um, to kind of ensure they are playing their best football and have the greatest contingency plans in place for the playoffs. But um, before we do that, I want to mention a lot of people have flown out to Vancouver for this game. CJ points this out. What's going on, CJ, watching live on YouTube and uh, everybody else out there watching live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Head over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, a like and a subscribe. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. Um, 58 bucks each way. 58 bucks to fly to Vancouver, 58 bucks home. I was talking to a couple fans today. They texted the hotline. Chris, 58 bucks is That's cheaper crazy. than their ticket to the Lions game. And I'm going to tell you, the last time I paid 100 bucks for to travel between provinces, it was by stagecoach. So, I mean, these guys are doing it right, man. It's crazy. I mean, I, when I saw that come up by uh, CJ Diddick here, and he said they're hundred bucks. My God, what a great thing for West Jack. Awesome. I mean, that's you're, you're, you know, you're trying to bring people aboard. I think it's great for the league. Um, and I remember we playing in BC. Uh, BC is a tough place to play in, but that, that dome, it just basically BC plays, it reverberates the, uh, the noise. So, uh, yeah, we've had some great, great battles in that place. Uh, the thing that, you know, I, I think we're looking, and I, you mentioned it before we went on air today, that uh, the line has changed. It's crazy. From, and I, and that surprises me because. Winnipeg yeah, opened like, as a point and a half favorite. They're now three and a half point dogs. Which makes me wonder. Like, I mean, listen, the Bombers are putting some new guys in there. Obviously, you've got Desmond Lawrence, who was a rookie of the year for Ticats one time. He's back. Uh, you, you got uh, Brandon Alexander with a third game now. Jamal Parker moves to the other side uh, with Winston Rose. Uh, you got Alden Darby Jr., who was a big factor in leading him to the Great Cup last year. With Big, on Biggie, I was surprised. This was the one that surprised me more than anything. He didn't want Biggie to rest last year either. He doesn't want it. You can't pull that guy out. You'd have to shoot him on a track. I'm no. serious, man. You it's like trying to get a pit bull off an arm. You know what I mean? He is well. That's and I thought it was so nice to read the article that O'Shea talked about being the rock that they build around the kind of guy that you want. Uh, but yeah. their defense, really, Keon Adams, the guy you know he played. I think he only had a tackle, but he had a sack. Uh, you know, I thought uh, he had a nice game. Yeah, he's not yeah. bad, buddy. Yeah, listen, uh, Saskatchewan's made some crazy moves all year. I mean, uh, I, I was listening to them when they were talking about O'Day and and uh, how come the, you know they have not brought anybody for reinforcements. Their offensive line is just getting beat to death. I mean, they got 59 or 60 sacks against. And I know that I was reading about BC Lions, and they've got, uh, you know, a couple of guys in there right now with uh, Jared Broxton getting his first start. Uh, Joel Figueroa has been there for a while. Kent Perkins, uh, an old name that used to be in the Bombers, Suk Chung. So, I mean, yeah, they got guys, but that's one line. The other line is look at this offensive line here. Look at this offensive line. Now, Eric Lofton is a four-year vet. Uh, you know, first year with the Bombers, he's got some great feet. You, as you mentioned, the kid, kid out of Temple, 6'4", 295, very athletic. Liam Dobson, you like him. This is a guy they really want to get. He's going to get his first, first career start. I think it's going to be interesting for him. Michael Couture finally plugs back at center. Chris Kowalski moves over to guard. And Jeff Gray, who used to play tackle at the University of Manitoba, and actually when yeah. he went down to the States for a couple of NFL camps, was at that well, he was time. A guard, he was a guard in the NFL. Okay, there you go. Straight me out. One slap in the face. Okay, that's one. Well, DB gets one. All right, there you go. 
But yeah, I mean, you look at the changes on that O line. I mean, you talk about continuity, right? And that's the one thing they have. Now you got Hardrick, who's the emotional leader at O line. Stanley Bryant, Mister Consistent. You know, he's never missed. He, he, unless you say you rest him. They got a well, bit of an Hard- ankle tweak, but that's it. Come on, man. Yeah, like Hardrick's a little nicked up, and and you know he he left he he last week's yeah. game against Edmonton for a brief period of time, but did come back. Uh, Stanley Bryant is a uh, veteran rest situation. Uh, yeah. So is Pat Newfeld. So you mentioned uh, Dobson steps in. Uh, here's a, an American. Uh, gosh, I can't even remember his name. Uh, number fifty is uh, oh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Witt. Tyler Witt. Yeah. you know is a tackle type body six two three oh five uh you know he'll probably step in if there's an issue somewhere else this is the part of the strategy i wanted to get to chris the blue bombers are built for versatility and built for contingency plans if a guy goes down they already start eight canadians sometimes nine they don't have to replace a canadian with a canadian or replace Uh, a DI with another, like they can change things around, which is a great advantage. You did a great job breaking down the offensive line and uh, who's in and who's out this week. I want to look at the back end because there's some serious changes there. Winston Rose uh, still starting at corner where Dietrich Nichols normally is Jamal Parker back after uh, missing a little bit of practice uh, uh, last week. Uh, We'll move from corner. He was over at this corner. He'll move to halfback on the strong side of the field, um, which uh, is where Dietrich Nichols used to be. Brandon Alexander still at safety, as always. Evan Holm is still the uh, weak side, uh, or pardon me, the... Field side. (laughs) I'm getting my weak side and strong side mixed up, but the the field side halfback. And then Desmond Lawrence signed via free agency after the Hamilton Tiger Cats cut him about a month ago. Uh, He'll start at corner. There's Canadian Trey Ford. I'm expecting him to get a little bit of work. Retta Cramdy started at Dimeback last week, Chris. It's going to yeah. be Alden Darby, who was a healthy scratch last week, just getting some practice, getting him reacclimated, that sort of thing. Wasn't a performance issue. Now he's good to go uh, to start at the Dime or strong side linebacker spot. For those uh, out there, I've had a couple of people asking me this week, this is a defensive back spot despite being called yeah, a linebacker. There's Adam Big Hill and Shane Goche backing him up in the middle because Malik Clements is back after missing a good stretch of time. To me, Chris, this is an upgrade, huge yeah. for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Jesse Briggs, American Brian Cole there as well. Tanner uh, Gaskell Cadwallader, a great special teamer, kind of at the cut of Jesse Briggs, uh, all backing up. But having Malik Clements back uh, and getting him good and geared up for the playoffs is huge. Yeah, I think so, 100%. I mean, they've got so much depth. It just shows you about the you know, the, the quality of players they have sitting, just waiting for an opportunity to get into that lineup. Their defense looks as strong as ever. Now, having said that, I might be going after these halfbacks a little bit. I mean, obviously, Jamal hasn't worked with Winston. I know they move him around in practice. I know they play, but not in a game. So Parker's Jamal's gotten better every game. He's right. But he's at short side. I mean, then you got Evan yep. Holm on the other side. Yeah. Uh, listen, they're going to be going against a heck of a couple of receivers in Dominic Rhymes who has got 11 catches of 30-plus yards, number one in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he's number two, I think, in receiving behind uh, our stud, our rookie of the year that uh, we know is going to be the rookie of the year. They've probably engraved the plate already with Dalton <laughs> Schoen. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah, even cool. Jalen Acklin is out this week. Uh, there's another uh, amongst those oh, league Jaylen, leaders as oh, well. Jalen so Acklin. Jalen 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 Ackl
Jay, yeah. Jay, excellent place for Ottawa. But you're right. Yeah. But I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, I no, we're just talking about the league leaders in, in receiving. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. I got it in front of me here too, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Javon Couture, big body. You put him up against or, or yeah. uh, you know, have a Dominique Grimes, Javon Couture stack on one side of the field yeah. up against Jamal Parker, th that could be uh, a tough uh, defense there. It's nice to have Alden Darby, uh, a veteran there as well. Keon Hatcher has come on as of late as well, Chris. Uh, very talented receiver. No lucky whitehead for the BC Lions tonight, or That's pardon huge. me, Saturday night. He'll uh, he's been battling an ankle. Yeah, and I mean he's got the longest touchdown reception of the year for uh, of ninety yards. He's definitely a, a game breaker. And I was listening to uh, Coach Campbell of the BC Lions talking about yeah, they thought he might go, but there's also the thing where coaches. I think Campbell's very much like O'Shea. You rest right now because you need him when the games count the most. Now, I'm not saying this game is not important for him. But playoffs is where it's all about. You want to have the best roster possible at the best, you know, best time. So I think that, uh, you know, Lucky White will be back. Uh, he, he, you know, he's close to a thousand yards. He, he's done a great job. Uh, they got that other kid uh, who got his first ever touchdown, Alexander Hollins, out of Eastern Illinois. Uh, he caught a nice touchdown pass, and I saw that read a little article on him giving the ball to his mom, which I thought was special. But listen, this um, this BC offense with Vernon Adams having this is his fifth game now. So you got to understand the first couple of games, you're just getting used to the terminology. You're getting used to the players. You're getting used to the receivers, how they all play together. Now he's got five games. He hasn't thrown an interception, four touchdowns. He's doing a nice job. They have a guy that I think they really, the last time the Bombers played, really underutilized this guy. One of my favorite running backs, James Butler. Uh, mm -hmm. only, only eight carries the last game. This is a guy that thrives. Any running back in the world thrives. You want to touch the ball at least 20 times. That makes you feel part of the game, right? So I, I, I look for James Butler to be really involved. He's very, very good. It was him and Kadeem Carey early in the season, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, well, and, Brady, and did miss some time. But we, we got to remember, the, B, the BC Lions uh, are trying to get Vernon Adams Jr. as comfortable as he can be yes. in case they are without Nathan Rourke for the playoffs. So maybe they had a game plan in place where they wanted to throw the ball a lot. Of course, tied with the Calgary Stampeders, they're in a dogfight for who will host that playoff game. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders want it. The BC Lions want it. You better believe it. They're going to be fighting wow. tooth and nail uh, to win out uh, the, the rest of the season. Um, how much yes, of a fight do you think the Bombers are going to put up with such a change to their roster, Chris? Well, I think that they'll do a good job. I think that, you know, these guys all play the positions. I think their offensive line coach does a phenomenal job with these guys, getting them ready. I mean, you watch Chris Kolonkowski, who came in at center, and, you know, we thought, okay, here's a guy, basically a rookie coming in and starting at center in place of Michael Couture, and he did, they didn't miss a beat. I mean, they started running. I mean, this is an offense that has scored, what, average of 41 points the last four games. Now, again, we have to always say that's what Zach – Zach makes things happen, but I like Drew. I, I like Drew Brown. It'll be really interesting to see what happens when he's under fire for a whole game because, you yeah. know, BC's going to mix up their coverages. They are not going to give him a steady diet of zone, steady diet of man. They're going to be moving guys around, trying to get him to hold on to the ball because you look at the BC defense. I thought this was really interesting. The Bombers are number one, second down conversions. BC's defense, number one against second down conversions. There's some great battles here. And, I mean, I remember when we yeah. first doing the show at TSN, I used to always say to you, 
Darren, I hate stats. I hate stats. Oh my gosh. I send them to you every week and you regurgitate them back to me. And I like them now because it makes me think about, okay, the the bomber, like BC right now, number one pass defense. They're number one against net offense. Uh, They get after it. Their quarterbacks, Machu Betts. I didn't think he was that great in Edmonton. He's got seven sacks. The other guy, the guy they really like, Sion Tohima, Tohima, I guess his name is, seven sacks. David Menard. Cherry's a good player, too, on that defensive line. Yeah, but Cherry's got no stats. It's crazy. Well, he's a rookie. Yeah, but then they got Woody Barron back. They like this guy. He's missed a few games. So, and, But uh, they're without Obum Guachem. That is a huge hit to their defensive front. Yeah, no front, no kidding. But, I mean, so, when you look at that, and this well, is why I think the O-line, and for, for once in my life, this I, I'm not worried about O-line when all my vets are in there, but this is going to be very interesting because of the mixed match of players. Couture and Dobson haven't played together. Dobson and Lofton haven't played together. Kolonkowski and Gray at tackle. There's a lot of changes, man. Uh, This is my thought when when you mentioned that, Chris. Also about the stats, but I want to talk about the offensive line. Yeah, let's Um, do it, man. The stat, when you played, Chris, when you played, you didn't need stats because you were in the game. You knew who was good. You knew who was struggling. You knew who was streaky and who was consistent. You didn't need the stats. No, and I agree with that 100%. And I, I, and I remember even watching the, and I'm going to use Willie as an example. Mm-hmm. Richie Hall was lining Willie up over the guard. Willie was playing linebacker. They had Willie Jefferson going anywhere, trying to expose the weakness they thought they could expose. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what great coordinators do. I look at this bomber offensive line, and I think, okay, they, you know, they, they didn't give up a sack last time to play BC. Um, they, you know, I don't think they even gave. Oh, I don't think they gave up a sack last week against Edmonton. Well, that was a royal ass kicking, uh, if I can use that. But uh, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I just like the way these guys play. I think that Brady Oliveira only had like thirty six yards rushing the last time they played. Right now, he's got twenty one runs of ten plus yards. It's really coming into his own. And I remember we talked to us in the beginning. You said, "Why is Brady having issues? What's happening with Brady?" And everybody's like, oh, "Down on Brady." And he, I, we always said. Once he gets familiar with that offensive line, once he understands he can hit that hole and trust his old line to open a hole, things are going to change. And that's what's happened. He is hitting that hole. every down back. It's and different than run- backing up. It's different than spot duty. And he's running the ball hard. Listen, we always thought, what about Johnny Augustine? You know, Johnny's not even getting that much touches anymore unless they have a blowout of a game, right? So Brady's the man. Uh, you talk about, you know, they just have so many studs here. A guy that you, John really- Elliott. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this question a little bit later uh, in the show ahead, about Ali Mortada. Chris, when it comes to the offensive line, yeah, there's some changes there, but there's still a good veteran group uh, with Couture, uh, with Gray, um, uh, and with Kolinkowski, guys that have played games and and played at a high level. Uh, maybe the greatest strength given to Drew Brown is that he has Dalton shown. He yep. has Greg McRae. He has Nick Dembski. He has Rashid Bailey. He has Brendan O'Leary Orange, that core group of guys that have been getting it done for the last month. And as you mentioned, 54 points against Saskatchewan, 48, or pardon me, 31 yep. against Hamilton, 31 against Sask, and 48 against Edmonton. They've been scoring points. It's If Drew Brown can be protected and, and upright against a, a D-line without Obum Guachem of the BC Lions, I think he has everything in place to be successful Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it just comes to making the proper decisions. You're getting the read. He's going to, you know, I expect that uh, Drew Brown is going to come up and they're going to try and establish a run right away because they're going to want to see who is, uh, 
you know, who, how much BC trying to do? I mean, that's what they say. You always run plays to see what the defense is going to give you, and you always make adjustments during the game. It's not always at halftime. You'll see guys sit on the bench. They'll bring out the chalkboard. That coach will say, here's what they're doing, guys. They're bringing blitzes over here. We've got to be smart. Might have to slide the protection, whatever we got to do. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned that. And then, of course, the guy that I love, and we've talked about him, and he's, what, six games in a row with a touchdown, Nick Dembski. Uh, if he ain't all Canadian, then, you know, I mean, he should be in that oh, running top this Canadian. Is the year. I, I mean, the year is. of the Dembski, I called it uh, during that game. He's got, what, eight touchdowns in his last six games? It's, you know, just, he's well, got I, I don't five know. in three games against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, his former team. I think about, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. He made, he's making Saskatchewan eat that eat crow out there. But you know what? Yeah. He's always making big plays. Even when he gets a dump pass or a little, you know, a slot back sweep, he makes big plays. I mean, I didn't think he was that kind of speed, but he's got speed. Uh, he gets, he pulls away from people, which is really a great thing. So, yeah, when you look at that, and I, I remember we were talking about, um, well, I think O'Shea was talking about it, saying that there's a possibility that Greg Ellingson will be back. Now, if he comes back, he had a huge game against these BC Lions, the game they played. I think he had the yeah. seven for something with a touchdown. Um, that's, I think, the first time, though, we saw Ellingson, and we knew he was going to be very good. Because we know he's, he's got a pedigree. He's established already. But I think it was the first game we saw Dalton Schoen when he got two touchdowns in that game. We said, who is this kid? Who is this yeah. kid? What's he doing? So, yeah, I mean, uh, they, 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 they can go to the well. If they get guys healthy. And I, and I know there's a comment up here, guys, I'm, and I'm due to pinball again. I bounced around. But you, you talk about the stove. Richardson. Yeah, let, let's talk about Steven Richardson. And I was looking forward to seeing him play because he is a horse. And yeah. all of a sudden, he, he, uh, he Great got player. a setback Great with, player. with the Achilles. So he's done for the year now. Yeah, re-aggravated. I mean, it's just terrible when you think about it, right? They paid a big he, – he was their number one guy they went after in, this, in the offseason. They yeah. loved this guy. And he has yet to put on the uniform. So, yeah, best wishes to the guy. I hope he comes back. You never hope for anybody to be in a career like that, but you hopefully, you know, in the soft season, you'll come back stronger, ready to play again. Uh, so, Stephen Richardson, as mentioned, re-aggravated an injury and, and will not play again this year. Of course, it is um, – uh, Nathan Rourke, who is working his way back from the broken bone in his foot, it's called a Lisfranc fracture, had yeah. surgery to repair it. He's throwing the football. And that piece of social media, Chris, uh, really jumped, uh, oh, uh, got yeah, people excited this past week. He's not running. He's not jumping around. He's throwing oh, flat-footed. Right. This is that's an right. arm exercise more than anything, uh, even yeah. though he's doing like a kind of quick three-step drop. Uh, still some work to go. This is what's interesting, though. Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun, friend of the program here on Bonfire Sports. And welcome, everybody, who joined us from Winnipeg Sports Talk, getting you uh, set for the Bombers-Lions game on Saturday as uh, you have just uh, got teed up for Jets and Rangers tonight. Um, Ted Wyman of the Sun asked BC Lions head coach Rick Campbell if he expects Nathan Rourke to be playing in Winnipeg on October 28th that's not next week but the week after and the head coach said yes I do I think there's a really good chance of that 
are they risking potentially That's- like we're not doctors, Chris, we don't know how bad or how serious or, or how, you know, uh, positive his recovery has been or how good surgery went or, or the rest, but yeah. could you possibly be risking a 24 yes. year old who could be in the NFL next year? Are you risking his health, bringing him back from a, an injury that has taken many multiple months to just even get back to running? I think it's going to come down to the schedule and how they, where these standings are coming into that last week. Obviously, Calgary 10 and 5, as you mentioned, BC 10 and 5. If BC happens to beat Winnipeg tomorrow, obviously they got to win. Now, Calgary, I think, is playing. I'm not sure who Calgary's playing. Hamilton, I think. I'm not sure, but. Um, I just had it here. Uh, Calgary is home to Hamilton, and then okay, they go. have Saskatchewan the next two weeks. Oh, God. So if I had to put my numbers down on a. On a, on a I mean, if they beat Saskatchewan twice, but having okay. said that, uh, BC's if, in Edmonton if, next week and then travels to Winnipeg. If it was a nothing game, there's no way I'd risk Nathan Rourke. No way. Because I'd want him for the playoffs. I think that'd be what, a- okay. So, so what if, what if he's close? What if he can give you 80% no, for no. the West semifinal? No, because it's going to be BC. And, it's going to be BC and Calgary in the, in the semifinal anyway. Right. So it's just a matter of where it's going to play, Calgary or BC. Well, hey, if it's but a would, cold day not. at McMahon, Chris, if it's a cold day at McMahon with that old hard turf, yeah. you really want your uh, your franchise guy running around on that concrete? Well, but that will be the playoffs, so that gives him more time to rest. That's what I look at. I mean, I don't – I'm just I, saying, I just think that, coming I think back from injury, you're putting him onto turf like that? Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, BC has everything in their mind right now. They want to control their destiny. They want to win out so they can host. That would be their best case scenario. And even if they did that, there's no way in heck that you're going to see Nathan work in that last game. No way. Because I would, if I was a BC fan, I mean, I would basically just, I would go buy four quarts of vodka and kill him because I'd be so angry that you risk this guy's health ahead of the biggest game. This is a guy that, like you said, he's throwing. He's way ahead of the game. He's not moving the ball. He's not running around. He's just doing some offensive throws. He's way ahead of schedule. But he yeah. said that when he was in Ohio State, he also was ahead of schedule with the injury. I mean, th- th- when you look at the fact that this guy, he's still, what, number three, number four in passing? He hasn't played for, like, since week 10 or something? It's I crazy. Mean, yeah. And we we talked about him then, and there was not even a consideration. I mean, we knew Zach was good. But if work was continuing on his path, uh, Nathan, uh, and it'll be interesting. I think you will. How do you get uh, one quarterback? You got to pick Zach. But I mean, there's going to be some people who are going to vote for Nathan just because of what he did before he got hurt. And I, and, and that's the, that's the sad part because I think that Zach's played every game, so I, I don't even think it's close. But there are going to be some pundits. It won't be a landslide, I don't think. I think it'll be unanimous choice. But there'll be some people who put work down as the all star. Kitty Pop 1000, uh, new to the live chat. If if uh, I'm at least not mistaken, what's going on, <laughs> Kitty Pop? Uh, four courts sounds like a party. Yeah, no question. Uh, it does. It'll be a party tonight at Canada Life Center for the oh, Jets yeah. regular season opener. It's going to be a party during the game. Uh, and then after the game, of course, game day after dark with myself and one, maybe even two surprise special guests, Zach Schnitzer off this week so tune in right here to bonfire sports uh after the game on saturday it's a 9 p.m central time kickoff it's going to be a late one 
but it's going to be a good one. Uh, definitely uh, an after dark episode of uh, uh, our post game show. Uh, You're gonna have to do it in your PJs. You'll be in your, you'll be in your PJs with your little sleeping bonnet hat with, with the little ball on the end of it. Just hang yeah, yeah, I'll have my my sleepy time tea and, uh, and yeah, the rest right with your with your uh, uh, nice yeah. Chris, I, I want your take on uh, Zach Kolaris. He will not play this week. You would presume he would play October 28th yeah. because the Bombers play this week, then have a bye. Then they play the next week. Then they have a bye. Oh, and then it's the West Final. They play two games over the next month. And this one coming up this weekend, Zach Kolaris is not dressing for. So oh. do are you concerned that the MOP, the, the most important player, arguably, on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, is only going to play one game over the next month going into the postseason? I guess if it was a guy that didn't have, have any cerebral matter between his ears, I'd be worried about it. This guy's smart as a you – know, he's as smart as a whip. He, he, you know, and listen, he'll play a half probably against BC. Maybe not even a half. Just to get his feet wet, you know, throw the, the ball 28th. a couple times. In the last game against BC at home, yeah. but other than that, he doesn't need it. Yeah, I, I heard, uh, read, I listened to his article or his interview, and they asked him about that because he, they almost had a similar situation last year. They didn't have as many buys, but they had to buy into the West Final, and they said, "Did it bother you coming to West Final, knowing you, you played so little the game before?" And he went, "No, it was just you know." He said he, he felt good. I I think he's a veteran. That's the thing. I mean, he understands the game. Um, what the Bombers are very lucky and i say this they you know on the end of the year i said this is horrible they didn't get a but they did they were the last two to get a buy but now for health reasons you know they got you know cut by then another buy and then you know it's you got a chance to get some some most of your starters back love this comment from jessica on youtube uh so we're worried about zach Kolaris not playing for a month but then we think nathan rourke will win the gray cup coming off a broken bone in his foot uh, yeah, you know, like he's going to be rusty too. Oh, absolutely. Now that's a different scenario though. I mean, that's why I think they have him throwing and he's only doing it. The only reason he's throwing the ball right now is for reads. The defense lines up. They don't move against him. They just lie, give him a look and he goes and gets rid of the yeah. ball. That's what well, he's not so even practicing with it. Like he's practicing off at the side. Yeah. He's smart. I mean, this is smart. Uh, I, I think you want to keep him and that's, that'll keep him involved a little bit. So he recognizes I was blown away by the young man when we watched him play. And I know we all were excited about Phenomenal. this. Phenomenal. He's it was the, great the, for the definition of phenom. Yeah. The definition of phenom. Yep. Well, phenom. And, and he, much like I talk about Dalton Schoen, you know, it'd be great to watch him because, you know, Dalton Schoen is going to get an opera, a big opportunity next year down south. There's no doubt in my mind, right? I mean, he's going to go pick up his hardware at the end, maybe a great cup too, and then he's going to, you know, basically say, see you around uh, this uh, 55, 60, 70,000 contract. Just transformed into five hundred thousand American, uh, huge. Maybe a million. Yeah, you never know. It's all about signing bonus too, right? That's what people don't understand. If they don't give any money, you're basically training camp fodder. That's all you are. They'll give you a look. It doesn't cost them any to fly you out there, pay for your meals, put you up in a hotel. But if they give you a nice signing bonus, like much like uh, Alfred in uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Falcons yeah. playing very well. Starting yep. on their defense. Got an interception the other day. I think he ran it back for a touchdown, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. The interception, no. No, he, it, 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 it froze a game. It, it iced the game. Um, but uh, for, for those that are interested, go into the video section on Bonfire Sports' YouTube page 
uh, and find my one-on-one with DeAndre Alford, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Rookie of the Year in 2021. Uh, sat down with him 10, 15 minutes, talked about uh, his football path and, and a bunch of other things. Some people have been watching it this week. It popped up on my YouTube alerts. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, go check it out, youtube.com slash bonfire sports. Uh, Chris, uh, I, I would like to propose the strategy that I think Winnipeg will employ over this next month. I okay. shared it on bonfire midweek, right around the 20 minute mark of, of that video when uh, I was with Zach Schnitzer. And, and it's essentially this Winnipeg wins first place in the West. They get game by game by, and then the West final at IG yep. field. So what do you do with this month? How do you make it productive other than just self-preservation and ensuring your important players or any players get hurt or uh, reduce their health? How can you take full advantage? Well, I think we're seeing a little bit of it in this depth chart, and I think we'll see a little bit of it uh, on October 28th uh, at IG field as well. And that is moving guys around. Try Chris Kolonkowski at guard. Put Michael Couture back at center. Try this new American Eric Lofton at tackle. Kick Jeff Gray out to, to tackle. See what this uh, Witt guy has uh, if he wants to step in. Uh, Tomoya Machino on the off. That's just the offensive line, yeah. right? Give Johnny Augustine a little bit more of a workload. Give him a quarter. Give him a half. Uh, move Jamal Parker from corner to halfback. Uh, change some things around. Give Retta Cramdy more reps at the Dimeback spot, bring in Alden Darby, acclimate him. Uh, Malik Clements is back. Adam Big Hill, give him a rest. Put put uh, Shane Gauthier or um, Brian Cole at middle yeah. linebacker. Maybe it's Jesse Briggs. Try some different things. That way, when you're in the playoffs and you got to make a change, you're forced to make a change, you're ready. It's not just a guy, yeah, I've practiced here. It's a guy, yeah, yeah I've played here against a team that is trying to win against a hostile opponent. Chris, you know, the universal truth in football, the more you can do, the more valuable you are to your team. Yeah. But that's how I see Winnipeg going about this next month. I'll talk. There's two points that I want to talk about. One, first off on your point, I don't think Alden Darby is going to be pulled out at all. I think he's still going to be getting a climate. Yeah, get him acclimated for sure. Yeah, acclimated to the defense. He's going to play a lot. Uh, yeah, you're right about swap, swapping guys around. I, I Big Hill, like I said, I just don't think he's going to go out. Uh, he's he's still looking, uh, you know, playing very well defense. I mean, is he in a He's one of the runners for uh, you know MVP again defense. I think the interesting point for me is this: now you have two buys. You give the players the whole week off, and they go away and they come back. Like this bye week, yeah, yeah, or. You break it up and say, guys, I'm going to give you, like, this is what Cal Murphy would do it. So you give us three days, bring us back for two. So you're always in the game. You can't get away. Now, I know some of the guys were upset because they wanted to fly home and see their family, friends, girlfriends, wives, you know, all those people, maybe they're exes. Uh, but, you know, the whole thing is they uh, they couldn't. So, but do I, do I give the whole team a, a week off now? Because I definitely wouldn't give them a week off before the West Final. There's no way. I'm not letting them go. I'm keeping them in the city. I'm bringing them together at a restaurant or or, or somewhere where we watch the game, the semifinals. I'm not letting yeah. these guys go. So maybe this weekend they'll say, okay, this week, guys, you got last – enjoy your week, but don't be stupid. Don't get hurt. Don't do anything wrong. And then the last week, I think 
They're just going to say, everybody's got to stay in town, even though we got to buy. We're going to stay here. We're going to practice a little bit, maybe not physically, but mentally, watching film on both those guys. Break it down. We'll watch three days of BC. We'll watch three days of Calgary. Pick up Tennessee's on both sides. So you're ready for whoever it is. That's what I would do. Yeah. Uh, side note, as, as you mentioned that, uh, very interesting to hear Blake Wheeler this past offseason talk about in the playoffs in that bubble season that they fully expected to be playing against uh, Toronto in yeah. the Canadian division final, right? Or that conference final, whatever it was. And it ended up being Montreal and it's a completely different team and they were not prepared. So Winnipeg, I, I've seen elite amateur teams do this too at the university and junior level. You prepare for whatever outcome there is a possibility for, even if it seems slim. Um, how much Dakota Pro Cup do you think we'll see Saturday night in Vancouver? I think it's going to depend on what Drew, Drew Brown does. If he goes out there and struggles for whatever reason, I think they'll mix him back in. Sometimes, I mean, I still remember when Tommy Clements, we were in the game against Hamilton in the Great Cup in 84. And Tommy, you know, had a couple of things and he lost the contact. They pulled him out, made him watch for a bit, put Johnny Huffnagel in. Then we Tommy back in. He went, to, he went lights out after that. And we ended up killing Hamilton for the Great Cup win. But I, I think you'll see, I, I think you'll see a bit of a Dakota Cup. It'd be, it would be, Silly for them not, or Buck Pearson in the offense, not to put him in situations, not just short yardage. Let him run a couple series, almost like Stadium was Trevor last year. You know, short yardage, and he runs a couple yeah. series. There's no reason you don't want both these guys going in. I mean, I think you want to play them both just, you know, hopefully nothing happens to one of them, but, you know, you don't want to take a chance. Or what if Drew Brown gets nicked or, you know, then you got to go with Pruke Cap and he doesn't get any opportunities, right? So this is it's a smart way. But you mentioned something else, buddy, and you were talking about Toronto. Mm -hmm. A guy that I think is finally, finally getting his uh, dues, and that's McCall Bethel Thompson. I, I told you, this guy, leading the league, you know, right now, passing 53, uh, 21 yards, averaging 10.2, uh, 26 touchdowns uh, drives. I just like the way this guy plays. Uh, he's got... Uh, you know, he doesn't have gaudy numbers, but you watch him play the game. They've had some receivers, Gittins Jr. And, and, you know, Daniels, and they got some, they got some talent. And I like this yep. kid they got, A.J. Ouellette, the running back. He's like a little he, – he's a little steamroller, like a plug. Yeah. And they yeah. say that Andrew Harris might be back for the playoffs. Oh, boy. I, you I think he'll article, be fired up? I read an article today, and they said that he they, they think he's going to come back. So, I mean, uh, that's interesting to me. I mean, uh, he's still, I no think, got 400 yards rushing. And you know he's anxious to get back in there. Uh, so, but, yeah, I just think that Toronto's – I like Toronto. And I, I was a big fan of, uh, of uh, what you call it, uh, Trevor Harris in Montreal. And then I watched them just – they didn't look good against Ottawa. And Ottawa's defense. God, hey, Bobby, Bobby Dice, congratulations to him too, right? Yeah, what it was a great awesome. Win. Great win. Yeah. You see the, the great play bananas all of them in the locker room, hugging them. They love him. And I hope he gets a serious opportunity to maybe take over the reins. Uh, he never seems to get that. I had a you know a tough couple games in Saskatchewan when he was there. But uh, the player, he's a player's coach, big time, smart guy. Uh, you know, obviously a, a special teams guru, but still, uh, you know, I guess he gave I can't remember who called the offensive plays, but they said that Nick Arbuckle, the uh, Ottawa quarterback. Has never felt more comfortable with whoever's calling the plays. Uh, wow. And he threw the ball well. I mean, 
I think he was 21 or 24 or something like that against Montreal. Montreal has a good defense. So that's what I like to see. I don't like to see any doormats. Uh, I feel bad for, uh, you know, Paula Police. It seems like maybe he lost. I don't know. Maybe he lost the room. I'm not sure. Uh, but they Well, sure no, came. they were just losing football games. Well, I think this whole... And, and losing not- them badly. Yeah. Well, you know? The other thing is, well, that's why I say sometimes you lose the room. But I'll say this. I, I do believe that if Jeremiah Mazzoli didn't get hurt, uh, this would be a different different Ottawa record. Uh, I, I was a, I'm was i a big fan of Mazzoli. Uh, he always beat the Bombers both times he played here. He passed for over 300 yards both games. Uh, obviously, he got hurt, and that was the end of his uh, year. But um, by Marino, who's now in the new league. I think he's in the USFL or something like that now. He signed a deal, yeah. We'll see, yeah, we'll see if he there. plays this spring. Uh, Andrea uh, Kohach uh, is asking about injured players returning for the Blue Bombers on Saturday. Well, Malik Clements, the weak side linebacker, he will start next to Adam Big Hill. He is back from injury, but really outside of that, no other injured players returning. Um, Desmond Lawrence, uh, Eric Lofton, Tomoya Machino, uh, Connor Burtonshaw, Alden Darby, those guys are coming into the lineup for uh, a, a bunch of players who are resting, including Stanley Bryant, uh, including Jamarcus Hardrick and Pat Newfeld, um, including Dietrich Nichols, who is, uh, well, he's technically not resting. He is not playing this week and, and was excused from practice this week due to personal reasons, uh, lost somebody very, very close to him um, uh, in his family. I'll leave it at that, but uh, hoping the best for Dietrich Nichols and his entire family. Uh, I'm sure many people uh, yeah. are thinking uh, of them uh, in this tough time right now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for my money, Chris, I'll, I'll just say it while we're, while we're on the topic. I think Dietrich Nichols should get serious consideration as the Blue Bombers' most outstanding defensive player this year. You know, he probably could. They don't go after him very often. That's a sign of respect. You're always, as oh, yeah. a quarterback, you're always looking at the defense you're playing against, and you're thinking, you're looking for areas you can attack. And you're right. I think Dietrich Nichols, uh, I mean, he didn't have, uh, he hasn't, I don't know if I, I think he might have one touchdown against. I mean, not many. I don't think he even has one. I'm not sure. I'm just talking out off my head right now, but I'll say this. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a lockdown halfback, which is one of the hardest positions to play. And that's really something because, um, yeah, it's, uh, when you're playing that halfback position, and you got to make sure you understand what your, you know, your quarterback's doing, what your safety's doing. Uh, you got to, you got to take on a guy that's got a running start at you. Uh, and it's tough. It's tough sometimes, man. You got to make yep. sure sometimes if you don't have a guy on top or underneath, um, you get beat. Well, so, if you don't have the interception numbers, you get looked over often as a problem. defensive back. That's where stats stink. That is where stats stink. Yeah. And that's and what really Jefferson too. Like there's a lot of talk about Sean Lemon, uh, you know, having a, yes, a whole yes. bunch of sacks this year and that he should be the, the league's most outstanding defensive player, or at least in the West division. Yeah. I, my counter argument to that, I'm not even sure. I, I really have to look it all over before I, I send my ballot in, uh, you know, for team awards and, and division and league all-stars over the next several weeks. Uh, I haven't received a ballot yet, but um, is that some of the best games Willie Jefferson has played this season, Chris. He's had zero sacks, but yeah. he's been in quarterbacks' faces. He's knocked down passes. He's made tackles for loss. He has stopped the run. He has played contain on yeah. the edge. He has made quarterbacks uncomfortable. He's drawn double teams so the other players can eat. Uh, 
you can't just yeah. go off of off of the sack numbers. It, it bothers me when people are like, well, he's got the most sacks. Clearly, he's the most impactful player. No. Well, it's almost like saying, well, if you want to go off sacks, I mean, you look at the guy from Ottawa, Lorenzo Molden, he's got 14 quarterback sacks, right? Sean Lemon's got 12. Um, you know, it comes down to other players. They're great players. They're great I players. Mean, Listen, yeah, I mean, I think there's a sentimental factor taking place with Josh Sean Lemon. I think there's a lot of people who feel he's been overlooked in years. He had good years, and it's almost like one of those times where they say, you know what, we're going to really get look at him now because he's had, he's got his forced fumbles, he's got this, uh, he's doing a great job on the run, he's got a lot of tackles too. But having said that, the sack ones, yeah, that's – because, I mean, you look at uh, Willie, I mean, he's got nine pass knockdowns. Um you know, he's number three in the league for knockdowns. I mean, everybody else is a DB. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, seriously, he, he is yeah. that kind of a freaky, freaky athlete uh, that I think uh, – I think this defense would not even be the same if Willie was out. Well, I think, and I don't think this defense is the same, uh, you know, without Jackson Jeffcoat. He's missed a, a whole stretch of games yeah. this season. It's been tough for him. The sack numbers are down on the Blue Bombers on the whole. You know, yeah. uh, Marshall Ferguson uh, kind of did a deep dive into the Blue yeah. Bombers' uh, defensive stats this season on tsn.ca and, you know, laid it all out. The, bo- the Bombers are second last in the league in, in yeah. sacks four. Um, yeah. But, you know, compared well. to other seasons, it, it seems night and day. But it's not what they're hanging their hat on. They're worried about uh, turning the ball over, taking the ball away, points against, uh, and the rest. In the red zone, they're lights out. They're they're one of the best defenses this league has seen in a long time. I would take that over sack numbers any day of the week. Uh, Chris, I do want to quickly mention, um, I want to go around the CFL and and look at the upcoming games and the playoff yep. Um implications we got to be short with it though because i'm mindful of the time i know you got to get out uh in in just about 10 minutes but uh want to mention to people it's the season right now cfl nfl nhl you can bet on it all at sia.com slash bonfire sign up through this exclusive link and you'll get a bonus uh up to five hundred dollars um you won't get that anybody anywhere else. This is a Canadian casino. You keep money in our economy. Um, it's it's uh, an indigenous uh, tribe casino based in Quebec, uh, unlike all of those American corporate uh, ones uh, as well. So um, a great place to bet on CFL. They've got props, futures, uh, all types of things. You can bet on the Bombers to win the Grey Cup or you got them this week, the point spread, the over-under, uh, and, and and the rest, uh, individual player props as well. But go to this exclusive yeah. link in support of Bonfire Sports. It's sia.com slash bonfire. Uh, and I quickly logged out of my account because I didn't want to brag of how much money I've got in there this year betting CFL, Chris. But here is the website. And uh, oh, wow. It starts with uh, a doubleheader on Friday night being tonight. Uh, three and a half point favorites are the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, that pays buck fifty nine. If you want Ottawa to cover, it pays two point four five. So if you bet ten bucks, you come home with twenty four fifty, uh, which is a, a nice take home. Uh, the Tie Cats are seven and a half point dogs to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You can even look at the line and how it's changed from eight to seven and a half. Um, what we'll do is we'll look at this one here. Here's the Blue Bombers line. Bombers favored by a point and a half. They were favored by two and a half a couple days ago, and now they are three and a half point dogs 
in BC. So uh, money to be made on SIA.com slash bonfire. If you like the Bombers to cover three and a half, that pays two to one, which is a nice thing. Uh, the Argo six point favorites uh, against the Elks. I think that line has moved as well. Yeah, it's gone from five to six. Nobody giving much respect uh, to the Edmonton Elks, but do that. And you can bet on the NHL. You can bet uh, futures and props there as well. The NFL, uh, it's a smorgasbord, if you will, uh, of, um, you know, you can put a little sprinkle on, on the games at SIA.com slash bonfire. Do you like, no. uh, <laughs> well, no, just, I, I thought I'm, you were going to give me your take on, on who you was... is absolutely going to run away with the East, Chris. Toronto needs to win out. Montreal needs to win out in order for that to change. Can Montreal catch the Argos in the East? Uh, boy, not the way they played last week. No. Um, you know what? You watch BC. Yeah, listen, BC lost to the Argos last week. Um, the usually very reliable is a, he's a number a 90% field goal kicker, Sean White. Bangs it off the post, which would have sent it to 23-23. They ended up losing the game. Big win for the Argos. Uh, but having said that, I don't think they play extremely well. They took a lot of penalties. Um, much like BC. A lot of, well, I mean BC. When you listen to Coach Campbell, he said the biggest thing they did, they took so many bloody penalties. He had over 140 yards in penalties. They can't win a game when you keep giving the other offense new downs or fresh downs. So, I mean, they got to play smarter. And they're not a, a huge penalized team. And the BC is only, I think they're number three in penalties. But they just got to keep themselves out of the, you know, from hurting themselves, shooting themselves in the foot, and they have an opportunity. I, I think this game's be a lot. And that's why, as you say, it's three, three and a half points. I think it's be a very close game. I think that BC has a lot of talent. I think their defense is going to play well. It's going to be, a, it, to me, it all comes down to our bomber offensive line. Uh, how they play against a uh, defense that's got to play for their lives, playing for the playoffs, where we're going in there just basically trying to evaluate players at different positions. So when you look at those odds, you kind of think, well, if I'm BC, you should have some sort of advantage. You're playing at home too. But mm -hmm. having said that, if uh, if Drew Brown or Dakota Prukop comes out and lights up, um, you know, the Bombers, uh, I, th I think our defense is solid as ever, so. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting match. I'm looking forward to watching the game. Yeah, it's a late start at 9 o'clock, but uh, it's great. That's what happens when they play in BC. Remember us at TSN those days? We do the games at TSN. We do two hours before and an hour after. Uh, mm -hmm. We wouldn't get out of there till like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. So this is kind of nice. No, you, you had your pajamas on for those games. I remember Troy West would bring uh, Trey in there all the time with a sleeping bag, and he'd go to bed laying down beside us as we're all doing our, our commentary. That's I thought great. that was cute. That's right. A uh, couple uh, things I want to mention uh, in the playoff race, Chris, and then we'll quickly get to your keys to the game uh, and wrap it up here on uh, oh, game buddy. day, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan is six and 10. They need a better record than the team in third place in the East in order to cross over. Hamilton is five and 10. So a game in hand, uh, Saskatchewan um, has a bye this week, and then they have a home and home against the Calgary Stampeders beginning Whoa. in Regina, finishing Whoa. in Calgary in week 21 uh calgary and bc obviously vying for who will host the west division semi-final lions bombers lions are then in edmonton next week and then obviously coming to winnipeg uh for the final game of the season the stamps uh, as i mentioned two games against uh the saskatchewan rough riders to end the year this week 
Uh, they are home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who are still fighting tooth and nail, not yeah. just for third place, Chris, uh, and to eliminate the crossover, but they're also fighting against Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa's got some tough games. They beat Montreal last week, which yeah. is huge. They're home to Montreal. They're at Hamilton, and then they're home to Hamilton. They can still get in if to the they, playoffs. If they win out and, and, they seven, and they get seven wins and Hamilton loses out, Right. And Saskatchewan has to lose out as well. Uh, then you'd have right. Hamilton uh, or Ottawa going in third place. Right. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, Dude, you know what? Saskatchewan could win one game because then they'd have seven yeah, wins. Really Ottawa would have seven wins. Yeah. If, but I don't know what would happen in interplay between Ottawa and Saskatchewan. I can't remember who won there. But well, I'm no, sure. you would need a better record. Yeah. You would need a better record. So if they both had seven, Ottawa would, would be in third and, and, uh, and travel to uh, Montreal or Toronto for that game. Probably Montreal. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And when you talk about Saskatchewan, not that I want to talk about them, but I no. think there's going to be a lot of changes there. You're wondering if Dickinson's on thin ice. You wonder if the general manager's on thin ice. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, uh, the quarterback situation there, but I don't think he's the whole problem. Their offensive line was just horrid. Um so, I mean, they, you know, Fajardo, I think, was running for his life most of the time. I, I, I like his bravery. You know, he comes back and he's putting on, you know, knee brace after knee brace, trying to stay into the game, playing against all the criticism. And, you know, Saskatchewan is a one-horse town when it comes to, yeah. you know, professional sports. They get angry. Uh, should mention this. Lots of football this weekend, including right here in Winnipeg, Sunday, 3 p.m., IG Field, the Winnipeg Rifles, are number 10 in the nation. This is their final regular season game before playoffs and a huge opportunity for them uh, to uh, build some momentum going into the postseason. They kick off at IG Field at 3 p.m. on Sunday against the Edmonton Wildcats. Tickets are 15 bucks. Seniors are 10. The kids are free. If you're under 18, no charge to go to IG Field uh, and take in the game. The Winnipeg Rifles have the number one passing quarterback in the Canadian Junior Football League. That's the Ontario Conference, the BC wow. Conference, and the Powerhouse Prairie Football Conference. Uh, Bryson McNeil is worth the price of admission alone. If you can't make it down to IG Field, go to riflesfootball.com, uh, and you can find the link to the live stream. I'll have the play-by-play -play call, oh, um, and uh, I, I think I'm calling it with Troy Wilson, uh, head coach Jordy Wilson's son and uh, uh, alumnus, uh, of the team. It's going to be a great one. You can find it all that at cjfltv.com rifles wildcats uh, this Sunday. Well, let's talk about Saturday, Chris. Drew Brown yep. gets the start. Zach Kolaris resting amongst others. No Lucky Whitehead, no Obum Guachum, no Brian Burnham for the BC Lions and still no Nathan Rourke. Your keys to the game. The Blue Bombers come away with a victory and give Drew Brown his first W as a pro. I think on defense for me, it's just really get into Vernon Adams Jr.'s face, uh, mix up the defensive coverages, a blitz a lot. He likes to escape. He likes to utilize his legs to keep plays going as an interception. I think if you get him to throw an interception, a pick, I think it's going to be all downhill for BC. On offense, I mean, you're going to get Brady Oliver and Johnny Augustine involved early and often. Get that offensive line, which is, you know, starting basically a new offensive line with Dobson, Lofton, Kachir, Konikowski, and Gray. Uh, you got to get them going there, and you got to get the run game to try and take the pressure off, so they can go play action with with Drew Brown or Dakota Prukap. And the big, big one is special teams, and I haven't talked about special teams, but I'll just say this: 
They gave up 200 yards to Salisbury, Edmonton, returning the game. Now I know they kicked off the ball 100 times, but still, that's a lot of yards to give up. Uh, I guess that Salisbury kid set a record for return yards in one game, which blows my mind because I'm thinking Gizmo Williams had every record. So yeah. just, you know, just make sure you're playing smart, playing in your cover lanes, and, and uh, you know, don't let uh, the returners, whether it be Terry Williams of the uh, BC Lions, uh, break a big one. That's all I have, brother. I like it. I don't even have anything to add to that. Uh, I'm just looking forward to this game to see some of the new faces yeah. in new places. Uh, and I, I said it earlier this season. I will reiterate it again, Chris. Drew Brown will be a starting quarterback in the CFL one day. He's getting his first start Saturday in Vancouver for the Blue Bombers. Will he be the Blue Bombers quarterback of the future? Will he be somewhere else? He will be a starting quarterback in this league. He has everything in place uh, for that. And, and let me just add a little icing on the cake to your point there. Yeah. If he plays well against these BC Lions in the next two games, he's going to get a lot of playing time. His value will incrementally go up through the sky because every team that yeah. needs a quarterback and they like him coming from this system uh, will want a Drew Brown on their roster to start. So, yeah. Good on no what he does, buddy. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think the Bombers can win, but I think it's going to be a lot tighter than you guys think. And I, I almost got this itch in my back of my ear. That, that, and the angel on this shoulder says, Bombers, the devil's going, hey, we're playing in BC. And they got to win. They have it more pushed. So I'm, I'm just torn right now. Well, you're torn, but you're going to go look at the numbers on SIA.com slash bonfire and uh, yep. find a way to uh, pull some cash in after you get your 100% bonus up to $500. You won't find that uh, anywhere else. Big thanks to Shannon's Irish Pub. You're going to hear a lot yeah, more of them I and on them uh, in the coming weeks here uh, and months on the channel. Uh, thanks to the Winnipeg Rifles. Go check them out Sunday, riflesfootball.com, cjfltv.com. Uh, and then, of course, don't miss Game Day After Dark. One, maybe even two surprise guests. You will not guess who it is. I be Believe me, you will not know until you tune in to Game Wade Day Miller? After Dark Wade, Wade, following Wade the game here on Bonfire. Is it Wade Miller? No, no. Wade, I, Wade and I, we, we talk on the phone every day, but he won't come on the show. All right. Well, that's good. I just want to, I like messing with Wade anyway. All right. Uh, Chris, anyway. you and I are off next week, but Zach Schnitzer and I will oh, have a right. uh, bonfire midweek on Wednesday, as we always do at 730. So bye-bye, bye week. Bye-bye, week. And you know what, DB? We're gonna, Shannon's Pub, we're going to go have some beers there one night. That's what we're going to do. I had some wings there the other day unbelievably good like holy you know, you know, cow you know i'm a wing freak so all right we're gonna go out there we're gonna sit there we'll tell everybody we're going when we're going maybe they want to join us down there have some fun absolutely okay everybody have a great time uh enjoy the game we'll see you on game day after dark uh give us a thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't that uh really appreciate that thanks everybody enjoy the game Adios, my friends go bombers let's go baby <laughs>